wanted to get the I wanted to get to this because I thought it was pretty interesting. There's a new strategy, uh, a proposed new strategy that's going to be going to Edmonton City Councilors later this month that could change uh, parking in the city. Uh, the changes could include higher parking fees, less time allowed in certain curbside parking locations as well. The report says the strategy would be in line with the city plan, uh, which was a report that was passed in 2020 as a way to guide Edmonton's growth to 2 million people. Uh, Pablo Orozco is the general supervisor of mobility with the city's urban strategies area. He joins us this afternoon. Pablo, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Are you imperial guy, metric guy, or you're a hybrid person? <laughs> I was just thinking about that, and I'm, I'm a hybrid for sure. Yeah, you know what? I, I just, I think Canadians as a whole, I think there's a, you know, an age group that maybe have bought in completely metric, but uh, not a lot of us. All right, let's get to this report. Tells, tell me a little bit more about the back, where, where this stems from. I mentioned the city plan, but give us a little bit more of a, a background on you know this this part of the city plan and and why it's necessary yeah for sure um so the curbside management strategy is edmonton's approach to looking at the curbside space which is that space between the sidewalk and a regular traffic lane and the many uses that space has like you mentioned public parking um, and we really want to try to align that with the policies around um, that curbside space and ensuring that it reflects our longer-term goals as highlighted in the city plan so the city plan itself actually highlights a need to do uh, a strategy to manage our curbside space as a strategic public asset. And so this strategy lays out a series of actions to help us do those things in order to get the most out of our infrastructure for residents, businesses, and customers. So does this include adding more, par uh, you know, uh, uh, curbside space, adding more parking? Does it result in taking away more parking? So there's no plan to remove parking spaces for the sake of uh, taking away parking spaces. We, we recognize many people continue to drive for their daily needs. And it actually is because of that fact that we're looking to implement the strategy. Uh, some actions look to help with the availability of off-street public parking by offering more of that availability through better policies around the use of that space. Uh, but some of the actions for sure will look to seek to improve uh, the use of that space for the benefit of moving a lot of folks around and providing more equal access. It's been stated in reports that the city wants to change how people see curbside parking. And maybe it's just, maybe it'd be better to say, just to change how people see curbsides. Because I think uh, most folks, when they think of a curbside, they think of, oh, okay, this is, my, this is my parking spot and this is about it. Um, so how do you change that? Um, well, through the strategy, I think the strategy, we hope that it, it starts to outline that competing demand for that space. Um, so, for example, COVID-19 drastically increased the need for curbside pickup areas and yeah. curbside patterns for businesses. Um, and so now businesses want to be able to keep that now that we're back to a new normal. Um, residents have told us they want us to look at the residential parking program because uh, we know that residential parking is important to Edmontonians. And, and things like Uber and micro-mobility, e-bikes and scooters just means we need to accommodate new users. So uh, that's the hope that the strategy at least itself highlights that there's a demand for that space. Pablo, it's amazing um, how passionate people are, especially about their uh, parking in front of their homes in Edmonton. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. It's like everyone believes that that, uh, that curbside in front of their home is their parking spot only. And that's not necessarily the case, is it? 
Uh, no, and I'm I'm one of those people. I look out my window and I see a car, and I'm like, who is that? Why are they here? Uh, so it 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 elicits a very emotional response. Uh, but yeah, like the that space is it, it is public space. Um, the city maintains it. Um, it's meant to be used as a, a public asset, which is what the strategy is looking to do. Uh, but we also want to hear from Edmontonians about what's important for them and, and make sure that we incorporate that as we implement some of these actions that look to, to change the way we use that space. What about um, updating pricing when it comes to public parking? Because, no, certainly that is a, a big talker in this in this city and the price to park in certain areas what does the strategy look at yeah pricing is definitely a, a tool that the city has at its uh, disposal to to see how we can man better manage um, some of our services um, we need to look at whether we're doing that right are we doing that too much too little uh, what time of day what time of year even uh, there might be more demand in certain times of the year uh, some city, uh, San Francisco has actually done this work throughout the year. The pricing fluctuates to respond to that demand, and they've, they've seen a better use of their, their space through that. One of the things that I found interesting in this strategy, Pablo, was um, as a part of the automated parking enforcement, there's there's the talk in, in this strategy about parking benefit districts. And I think this is a really interesting idea, and it might make parking fees a little bit more palatable to those who have to pay them. Tell us about it. Yeah, you got it. That's pretty much the the extent of the creating this district where the, the fees collected in that area, uh, a portion of that go back to that area to improve the pedestrian realm or to help businesses um, with whatever they need. And, and we've seen in, in research that when people see that tangible effect on the ground, uh, they're actually more willing to accept that payment because they they can clearly see what that where that money is going, and then they they can see the benefits of, of that money that they're paying. Um, we know there's a being a, a big push on as well for when it comes to um, accessibility and um, and and those options and more options and more spaces for those who need um, you know parking spots. This is something that's a priority in the strategy as well, isn't it? Yeah, actually one of the actions, action six, is improving curbside parking accessibility and making sure that conversation doesn't get lost, again, in the conversation of all the other uses that we want to do. So that's definitely something that's top of mind. One of the things that, um, you know, Pablo, I have to, to tell you for the most part, when we get, ta when we get talking about bike lanes and, um, and, and, and the bike plan, the city's bike plan, it gets people fired up, right? And a lot of folks are like, ah, this is a winter city. You know, you're catering to a small group of people, but we know that uh, things are, are changing. The bike plan is, is a part of the strategy as well. So the bike plan is its own strategy, but we are making sure that all of these strategies kind of speak to each other. So there is an aspect of it of, you know, if you are choosing to ride your bike, that you have a place to, to park it at the end of, uh, of your trip so that you're not just relying on making that decision of um, where you park your car and things like that. Uh, but there's many other strategies that we're trying to tie to related to land use specifically um, and identification we want to see. You can't, you can't split up those two topics, mobility and land use. So we are considering both of those as part of this strategy. Yeah, and it's interesting how they all kind of meld together and, you know, they, they work together. So we know that this uh, strategy is going to be presented to councillors at uh, the Urban Planning Committee. I think it's August 23rd. It's a long way off, though. You know, it could be approved, has to move on, move on. And, you know, a full implementation of something like this would take years, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, like I said, we're at the very beginning of envisioning that, that curbside space. Um, this really going to count as giving an ability for them to see where we want to go, allow them to uh, give us some feedback in the public as well. They're welcome to come in and, and speak. Um, and then what, ha what will happen after is we will start to plan implementation, uh, which means a lot of conversations with stakeholders and Edmonton. And so any changes that are occur will be gradual and, and involve further conversations with Edmontonians and council, including some approvals they need to make to make meaningful changes. Yeah, you know what? I, I I'd love to be a fly on the wall during some of those con during some of those conversations, Pablo. I suspect that you're going to get a lot of input uh, when when those consultations happen. Sure, uh, appreciate you making time for us this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, take care. Pablo Orozco is the General Supervisor of Mobility with the City of Edmonton's Urban Strategies Area. So they're looking at, you know, changing. Um, well, a strategy that could really change parking in the city of Edmonton. The way we do it, how we do it, where we're doing it, all that sort of thing. Where's money being used for? Interesting stuff. Keep your ears out. If that caught uh, your attention, maybe made you smile, made you you know, boil some of your blood a little bit <laughs> because when we get docking parking, we know that that's certainly the case, but uh, there will be um, a public consultation on it. So you'll have your opportunity to salve your word on it. Let's